0: complete with that there's one there's one comment you made about your brother about the things he could drive you crazy and i gotta tell you let him drive you crazy i miss that yeah yeah he's good at it he's so good he's so good at it he knows you better than anyone so he knows the buttons he does he does (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I see you, brother. I see you.
1: You know, my, um, I'm the youngest, uh, my, my, my grandmother, um, I'm the oldest of my siblings, but I'm the youngest grandson from my father's side. So, um, my grandmother, um. 2 years ago I lost her and and um and, and I when you started talking about your brother I started thinking about my brother but I was also thinking about losing my grandmother and I just want you to know that, that what I what I want for men to have a space that we get to like let these emotions out like you talk about going downstairs and, and having a 3 hour session I've I've had those moments and and sometimes it's hard to even try and describe it to someone, right? Like, it's hard to describe it. It's hard to describe it. It's kind of like when I tell teenagers in their work, I'm like, look, when you have that first heartbreak, it's hard to describe it. Yeah. There's no, there's no band aid for it. You can't, you almost have to just like allow me as a, as a mentor or the friends or your brothers to like just hold space with you. And just know that sometimes you got to feel it. And so I appreciate you because what you, what you, I think what you allow us to do is to know that we're human and we feel. Welcome to the Taking out The Mask podcast. My am is Ashanti Branch and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is Jonathan Dio. Uh, as you can see, I'm on location today. I am here down the hill from the Alameda County Juvenile Detention Center. Uh, we just did a workshop there that we're a part of this intercession this week. Um, and as you can imagine, uh, our young people who are incarcerated, who are locked up, who are going through whatever they're going through, are also navigating their own masks. Uh, but it's always a great opportunity to try and make a space for them to be seen and heard. Today's conversation with Jonathan Dio. He's going to be seen and heard. He's going to speak about the death of his brother. And as you know, I've talked on this podcast a lot about my brother and how his health is deteriorating. And I've been really feeling even more saddened lately as I see him and he's just dwindling away. And my heart breaks. And as Jonathan spoke about his brother, uh, it took everything in me to keep it together. Because... I really love my brother too. And I feel the worry and the pain and the sadness of just watching him slowly fade away. And so as you can hear all these elements that are happening around me right now, helicopters, cars, wind, (laughs) that's kind of how life hits us sometimes, right? All at the same time and when we least expect it. I mean, before I started this recording, It was quiet here. And as soon as I hit record, on these 15 takes I've tried to make, there's another car, another helicopter, another this, another that, Uh, uh, some truck coming down the hill with bad brakes. Like, but this is the take we're gonna keep. And all I know is that every time I get up in the morning, I get to do the thing I think I was put here to do. And I keep trying to take the takes. Every day, take time to make sense of this dream and this goal. And so I invite you that if you are having the opportunity to do something that you love, I just encourage you to keep pushing. Maybe some days will be longer than others, maybe some nights will feel later than others, but I encourage you to keep on the journey. I keep finding time for you, for rest, for rejuvenation. And so as we continue this podcast after episode 100, I invite you to keep a part of the journey with us. If you haven't made a mask yet, here's what the mask is. There's three steps. The front of the mask are the things that we gladly let the world see. The back of the mask are the things that we don't talk about. With one picture in six words, we believe we can change the world. It's not just the mask, it's the connection and the community and the engagement and the showing up. And I hope that you will find ways to continue to show up for yourself, for your community, for your loved ones, I think our world needs that right now thank you so much I look forward to talking to you soon be well listen Jonathan first of all welcome to the show
0: thanks Ashanti. I'm excited to be here
1: uh, you know one of the things that we've been doing uh, for the last you know 20 minutes or so is trying to start this conversation, you know? And I think what I was trying to tell you is that I, I, sometimes I try and just get on here and just be like, everything is all amazing and fine. And all the technology is working out fine. But today it was not, it was not working. It was not, it was not going the way we planned. And I it could easily, I could easily just make a show where I'm just like, always like not like letting you a little bit behind the scenes. But if I'm going to be talking about this mask, I want to let you know that right now, like I was feeling a little stress, like, you know, I'm feeling a little bit of a little anxious, or like, like wanting to do a good job, wanting to show up not only professional but like smooth, right? And it was not smooth. This this not smooth at all, right? Uh, and so, first of all, thank you for your patience uh, with me and uh, and our technology on my end, and um, thank you for being a part of the show today. Absolutely. Well, look, today we're going to jump in. You know, the way we do the way we start the show is always the guest tells us about them, how, what do you want us to know about you? You know, the, the bio is out there, but I want you to tell us what you want folks to know about you. Cause we're going to, we're going to take off our mask. We're going to like, you know, get, I don't, I've never met you before besides in these small spaces, right. 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 On a screen. Right. Yeah. Like, and now we get to kind of get to know each other. And I think that as an opportunity for a deeper connection than we probably had before, you know,
0: I think actually the first time the first time we met, we met live. This is pre-pandemic. This is probably seven, six, seven years ago. You spoke to Prospect Sierra, and my kids, my kids were Prospect Sierra. And uh, uh, at the time, you know, my son is fantastic, but you know, at the time, he's a, he was a t- he was a you know burgeoning middle school boy, and so there was definitely. Masks were involved, shall we say. So I, I like <laughs> what you said, and, and I, you know, I, re- I recognize the masks in myself. And so I sort of started following you like a long time ago. I don't know that I, I was probably not brave enough to come up and introduce myself. You were kind of, you were bigger than life at that. I don't know. I don't remember that presentation, but you were amazing, oh, uh, moving, like tears. Like it was incredible. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to be on your show, man. I really am.
1: Well, thank you for being a part of the journey with us. And I I appreciate it. I appreciate um, I, I remember those workshops. I remember that parent night. Uh, I think we watched the documentary. If I remember right, yeah, okay. the mask you live in, and you know, it's been it's just, sometimes like pre-pandemic. My brain is trying to remember, like I've you know, I've done <laughs> I've done so many workshops in these little boxes. I'm like, was this a per- in person? Was this a-? like sometimes it's just hard to remember? Like sometimes. So uh, I, I'm really excited that you know, in this conversation, we get to go a little deeper, and I look forward to hearing you know how the I mean, that's seven years ago. So he's either out of, he's out of high school by now.
0: No, he's in, he's still in high school.
1: Yep. He's still in high school. Okay. So that was mid- oh, okay. So that was middle. Okay. So right. He's in, toward the end, right? He's toward the end then. Yep. Yep. Oh man. Well, that's exciting. We're exciting, man. Well, uh, how about you introduce yourself and then, uh, you and I will jump into these
0: masks. Yeah. Um, it's, the, the conversation is so timely. I, again, you introduce me. I'm Jonathan Dio. I've been a financial planner for 25 years. My, um, big things i'm working on right now and actually the thing that reconnected us was uh, i saw you interviewed uh uh so ventures mm-hmm. was it ben was it no it was alfredo it was alfredo
1: right over yeah
0: alfredo um and i i've worked a little bit with alfredo and and, and with ben and, and i think the group is amazing and i saw your interview and it was, it was fantastic so that's what brought us back together but um the timeliness of this conversation is because I lost my brother last year. And so, so my, my, um, the, the thing that has driven me for so long, you know, I, I was raised without anything. So I would, I would be damned if I wasn't gonna be successful. Like I, I came out of the gate, like I am going to make money. I'm gonna do really well. My, my kids were never gonna starve. They're gonna have every you know, exposure, every opportunity that I didn't have. And then my brother never kind of had that same thing. He was successful, but he was gentle and he was just sweet. And he was always late for everything and he, all kinds of things. We had totally different character sets. Yeah. We both got successful. And, and now I'm, I'm questioning all those things that I have been working on. And so part of the mass conversation, I'm sure is gonna, gonna dip into that. Uh, but you know I've worked with money and investing and all that kind of stuff for the last 25 years. And and the end of last year, after my brother died, I merged my firm into a larger firm to reduce my responsibility so I could go back and spend more time with my kids. And frankly, with his kids um, who, you know, don't have a dad anymore. So, so uh, I, you know, uncle duty has become really important to me. Mm
1: -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I'm, I'm definitely sure that some of those things are going to come up and I, I see them on my mask already. And I think, um, thinking about my brother as we speak and feeling like really worried mm-hmm. is in that way. And so um, thank you. Thank you for that. And, you know, just sending a, uh, would you like to say your brother's name just since you've already mentioned him? That's David Dio. David, thank you. Well, I think we're already, we're already in it. And um, I appreciate you. Um, and I, and as an uncle and as, um, knowing that my uncle was a person who passed down a lot of responsibility to me, uh, he told me I was the man of the house at seven. <laughs> like there was no man there. He was, and he was like, you gotta be the man of the house. You gotta take care of your mom and your sister and your brother. And I didn't want that job. I, I was barely figuring I what meant to be a little boy, you know? And, and I, but I love, it wasn't like he was like it wasn't like a negative, but it was like he he had just bestowed some responsibility on me that I was not ready for. I didn't want, but I'm clear it, it's what has set me on this journey. And so from uh, from one nephew to who who needed an uncle to see him in a way that I didn't know I needed to be seen, but um, he saw me. So thank you for the work that you're doing and about to do and will do for um, for those. Well folks as you know, we, um, this is how it works. We're, we're going to jump right into the mask and, and and Jonathan, you get to decide who goes first. Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? And then if you as you decide who goes first, you'll decide the format like you go front and then I share front or you go front back and then I share front back. but whatever feels right for you, um, you get to choose. I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. All right. Thank you. welcome. Uh, so you want me to just go front? Yeah. Just show up, share the front and, uh, yeah, we'd love to see it. We'd love to see it. All right. I'm not an artist. So no. that's so amazing.
0: COVID and oh. during COVID I turned 50 and I can't see anymore. So I got COVID with glasses. That's the deal. <laughs> that's the front. Um, you know, in the, in the, the, the things that I, and I wear these like badges of honor and this is one of the things I'm learning with my brother we both worked really hard but i would you know i was hustle culture like i you know i worked hard and i wanted, wanted to know how hard i worked and how busy it was and and uh, that's not healthy uh that's what i'm learning um, but that, that's that's what i want people to know is i show that i'm hard working i show that i'm smart i show that i've got good habits um you know it's all about that success mantra jonathan's smart jonathan works hard um you know, jonathan's got good habits uh that's hundred percent that's
1: my that's my primary masks we oui. thank you
0: thank you thank you
1: um i was wondering why i drew this picture and now i think after this past weekend's uh eclipse that i missed twice uh i, I it's, it reminds me of a sun and a moon mm. like somehow i don't know where that came from but uh, the three words that I wrote on this one were funny, serious, and caring. Hmm. And and I normally write hardworking on this one. It's really odd, it's really interesting because normally hardworking just pops out even if I'm not thinking about it. But it didn't come up on this one. So funny, serious, and caring. And I think the serious. And you can look at the face of that of that character. Even though it's the sun and the moon, there's it's pretty it's pretty to the point. Like. Just and I and I and I think as I think about this, as I think about wanting to be more funny and show more caring, but oftentimes serious is like primary. And I and what I'm clear about is that, um, my facial expression I get it from my dad, my where my lips are curved. Like, if I'm not purposely smiling, it probably looks like I'm angry. So, if I'm gonna just try not to smile because I'm I've practiced to always be smiling, right? So I'm gonna try, especially when I'm trying to turn it off. It's even
0: harder. So, you can't do that's, I, I love, I love the. Uh, um, so there's a there's an ongoing joke in my house, and it's a joke that j- I am so serious all the time. And I've, I've, you know, late night going to bed. My wife's next to me, and I, I'll say, you yeah, know, I really, I really wish I was more fun. Like I wish I was a, a more fun person. But then, you know, I go to work and I put on the hard working. And I put on the good habits, and I, and I, that's for 50 years of these things and man it's tough it's tough to peel that off yeah, yeah. i don't yeah. have fun like i i think i'm fun i can be funny sometimes but yeah it's not normal for me where my yeah. son 70 who, who got us together the first time he's hilarious like he's funny all the time like i <laughs> i think it's awesome but i i, just, I don't get half the jokes i'm sorry <laughs> you get it. I don't understand it. <laughs> Even better, even better.
1: It's like, yep, that's, that's, that's one. Imagine maybe even like how much of, of, of he is in, uh, is in you or, or were like, or, or in you, right. Or who were in you, like you were, and maybe the part of yourself that you had, you had to like, you didn't have, you didn't have time for. Maybe he gets to remind you of, of the, of the little, of the little boy who wanted, who may deep down wanted to tell some silly jokes, but was so, serious right who like you said when you started like I, I was dedicated to success like so who has time to play games if you you know if you if you got a mission if you're on mission driven you know huh. and i think i think that's for me like the funny really wants to be even though i don't draw it on the face even though i'm <laughs> and even though i think i i've made the mistake as a leader to also because i want to be caring and i want to be sometimes funny serious almost stays back and so when i'm giving somebody some even corrective feedback like i'm trying to i'm trying to be so nice about it that i'm not being very clear right like right? and so i've i've erred to the other side where i'm trying to like I, i've where i've learned i'm like oh I've, I've i've spoken to you about this three or four times like like oh well, i thought it was a suggestion <laughs> kind of like they thought i was making a suggestion and i was like No, I'm actually I'm pretty hot right now. Like I'm pretty like the fact that I'm having to say this again almost makes me. But because I always put because I'm worried about how I look when I'm not like if I I'm literally I'm not smiling. This is this is it.
0: You you don't look angry to me, but not happy. Yeah,
1: but imagine you know I grew up in this city, Oakland. I grew up in this six foot one frame. I'm this. I I some if I I am always felt the need to disarm. Yeah. Any thought that I'm trying to bring a threat. Yeah. Right. Even if it's my own community, if it's my own, if I'm on BART, if I'm walking down downtown, like if I've always had to feel, I've always felt the pressure. Not, not anyone said it to me. I I felt it like, oh, I better put on a smile so that I don't make anyone nervous. So I don't make it, you know, dealing with, you know, in my community, dealing with police, right? Like just trying to, make sure and even you know it's like those feelings that are behind the scenes that don't get talked about but on the outside I just you know hey hey and every, time, and every time I'm like when I was a teacher I remember students would do it all the time I would be like just thinking about something not even not even thinking about emoting but just I'm like you mad I'm like huh <laughs> it's like oh like you mad I'm like I don't even I'm not going to be mad about right now right but if I realize that if I'm not making it then it's Yep. Yeah. And that's a interesting thing to be thinking about sometimes. Yeah. Behind the scenes play.
0: Yep. It's happening. All right. Well, that's the front. Uh, and this is the, the yeah, the, 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 back is, so it's, it's been a lot of work for me. Um, uh, I had my first panic attack. Uh, I, I don't, and actually, it's it's all it's all run together now. The last years run together so so much. It, it it came I think. I think it came after Dave died. I'm not entirely sure of that, but I think it came after Dave died. Uh, and so I've always been anxious. I've always been the guy that's. i um, thinking about. Like my kids were little, they're walking around, and I and I see that there's a corner of a table, and I see that they're heading towards the corner of the table, and I actually visualize the head hitting the corner of the table. Like I, I'm like, oh, gotta get, you know, gotta stop that, gotta go over there, and so that that idea of uh, just constant anxiety about every little thing, uh, that's that's real, and that's that's being managed. Um, that's you know, I'm talking to people and I'm, I'm getting some support for that anxiety. Nice. Nice. I don't. Uh, I've only probably been open about it for about since Dave died because I tried really hard to do it myself, to manage it myself. I yeah. I came downstairs in the morning and cried for three hours by myself until for a couple of weeks. And then I, I said, okay, I go upstairs and say, hey, I can't do this. When you wake up, come down and check on me because I'm not. this yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And now the, the second thing is, um, the fragility. You know, I uh, I'm six five. I weigh six probably probably six four now. Six uh, four probably. Uh, I weigh two twenty five. You know, I'm I'm a big guy. Uh, yeah. I'm strong. I joke about strength and you know I joke about it, but you know it's important to me. Uh, yeah. I am fragile. I heard uh, uh, a song by M G K just kind of had lunch with a friend and I came back from lunch on the way to this interview and a song by Andrew K called, it's either Alone or Loneliness or something like that came on. Mm. He's talking about his girlfriend, you know, what pops in my head? Dave pops in my head every time. And I just started crying, like just total fright. Just a song hits me and boom, it's over. Um, And so that's real. And then the third one is I'm afraid. I'm afraid of... All the good stuff that I built being taken away. I'm afraid of people leaving me. I'm afraid. Wow, that's really. This is not an easy conversation to have. You hold this space. I, you do this every week. Wow. Thank
1: you, brother. Well, I, I thank you. First of all, thank you. Thank you for allowing yourself to feel. For sharing about that mask um i resonate with a lot of what you just said and I'm, I'm gonna tell you about it in a second um hmm, i feel it too so what i hope in these conversations we do is we we normalize feelings right like, like i grew up in, in a community in a place where i didn't get to show a lot of my feet i got to bottle them up suck it up ashanti yeah man up or shot like be, be a man be a man seven years old you are, you're a seven year old man that's what you are and there's no space for showing anything else but like tough strong all the time and i think it wasn't until i became an adult <laughs> that i learned how to let feelings show and i and i would i mean i was good at masking like just be the funny guy like you know whatever but deep down i was struggling and i was keeping it to myself and I was bottling it up and and it wasn't healthy. And because I am a, um, a big guy, I can always, you know, hide it behind food. And my food is my, my food is my addiction. And I think I've talked about it on the show a few times, but I'm also knowing that it's trying to cover up all these things And this past weekend. I was on a, <laughs> like, I think people, See, this is what I know about people who talk, who talk about addictions. They think that food addiction is not real because they think that you should just stop eating. And I wish that it was I wish as a person who doesn't want to be addicted to food and mostly it's sweets, mostly it's like sugary substances. I, I wish I could turn it off. I wish it didn't have a thing where it was calling me. And here's what I know about um talking about my brother. And I'm, I'm going to show this and then I'll tell you about what I'm talking about this is the words I wrote. I wrote fear of failure, sadness, and I worry a lot. Hmm. Fear of failure, sadness, and I worry a lot. Yeah. And the fear is probably more than just a failure. I'm I'm afraid of not only being a failure, I'm afraid of like, like all this 18 years of building this nonprofit. And sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> like we need to get like, a, you know, three steps ahead, two back. And we're just like, like it's moving, it's making progress, but all the time slower than I want it. It's, it's so so through all these things of like the the fears that come up and um and when I was told to go to sadness, you know, like my brother, my speaking about my brother, my um I was the oldest, so I would raise help raise my siblings. Um my brother who is um he has mental health issues, uh he's a mental disability. Um he, got it. He got incarcerated. He got out just a couple, like a week or two weeks ago. Um, I dropped him off at a facility cause he, he gets support because he, he needs to be kind of like independent living. But this place was just not the place. Like, and I had a, I had a gut moment where I walked in this place and I'm like, no, 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 I can't leave him here. And then I was like, well, I know that if I take him to where I live in Oakland, like, down the street, he knows exactly where to get all the substances that are in his lexicon of like what he wants to be doing. And I'm like, what well, do I drop him in the <laughs> Like and knowing that he at my house, he's not safe because he will just walk out the door and just leave everything. Like He he doesn't have a thoughtfulness about stuff. And, and so I'm like, do I leave him here at a place that, that I don't necessarily feel comfortable? Or do I take him back to a place? Where, like, where do I take him? I don't want him on the streets. I don't. And so I had this moment of like worry. Like, and so I said, you know what? Let's go. We gotta go. I'm gonna go get you some new sheets. But it, like, I was almost irritated that the people who run this facility would think. Like, like I was mad. I was sad at the same time. I wanted to rage, but I knew that what was raging going to do in that moment? It was going to do nothing. What what would even me calling some authorities and saying this place is not suitable to be lived in? Then what what happens to all the other people living there?
0: Right,
1: right. Like I, 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 so I felt like helpless. I felt, I felt worried. I was like, I took him. I said, "Well, let's go get you some groceries." And and there was no refrigerator access in in the building that he was in. And I was like, "Well, where can he put stuff? You know, groceries? Where you know?" And I just was like, even when I was thinking about, like, leaving him there, I was like, I shouldn't leave. Like, what do I, well, anyway, it was, it was, that's where I feel. So I'm just, i kind of repeating myself, but I feel, I felt the, the confusion I, as I'm com- even replaying the, the day in my mind right now with you. Like, I love my brother. I, my brother, he annoys me sometimes. So I know how he may bother some stranger who doesn't love him. You know what I mean? Like I love my brother and he can drive me absolutely to a place where I'm like, oh, Shanti, how did you, how are you getting so upset? Like he just knows all he knows my buttons. Right. And, and I, I worry about him a lot. And so uh, uh I don't want anything to happen to him. And knowing that he's in his addiction right now, I just, I saw him the other day, I was grabbing a burger somewhere and I just, he was, he was not even facing me. he was sitting on this little brick thing, and I'm like, "That's my brother." And I walked over, and he was he was not all there. He was He was on whatever he was on right at that moment. and I, I felt I felt sad, I felt a big brother, I felt upset. I felt like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Why, why?" Why, why? And he was like, "You want to buy me a milkshake?" So he said to me, "I'm like, man, how about some water, right?" And we weren't even having we weren't having a brother conversation. We weren't. I I was really, yeah. So I felt that that moment of just like helplessness. And so, thank you for sharing about your brother. And um, and I think I, I I I, I felt your heart, and I, and I and I appreciate you for sharing that. And so, um. And then the worry, you know, about work, you know, like I, I run a nonprofit, right? There's a, there's a, there's a lot to get done, a lot to do and a big vision and big dreams. And and sometimes, huh? A lot of hats to wear, a lot of hats to wear and they're all over.
0: So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm complete with that. There's one, there's one comment you made about your brother, about the things he could drive you crazy. And I got to tell you, (laughs) let him drive you crazy. I miss that. Yeah. Yeah. He's good at it. He's so good. He's so good at it. He knows you better than anyone, so he knows the buttons. He does. He does. (laughs) Mm,
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I see you brother. I see you. You know my um I'm the youngest of uh, my 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 grandmother um I'm the oldest of my siblings but I'm the youngest grandson from my father's side. So um my grandmother um 2 years ago I lost her and and um and, and I when you started talking about your brother I thinking about my brother, but I was also thinking about losing my grandmother. And I just want you to know that, that what I what I want for men to have a space that we get to, like, let these emotions out. Like, if you talk about going downstairs and, and having a three-hour session. I've, ha- I've had those moments. And, and sometimes it's hard to even try and describe it to someone, right? Like, it's hard to describe it. It's hard to describe it. Kinda of like when I tell teenagers in their work, I'm like, "Look, when you have that first heartbreak, it's hard to describe it. Yeah. There's no, there's no band aid for it. You can't. You almost have to just like allow me as a, as a mentor, or the friends, or your brothers to like just hold space with you and just know that sometimes you got to feel it. And so I appreciate you because you, what you, what you, I think. What you allow us to do is to know that we're human yeah. and, we, and we feel.
0: And that the, uh, I have to So I, we I had this men's group conversation mm-hmm. with uh, four friends that knew Dave well. And this was, this was like a month ago. So this is, he died in June of last year. So it's almost a year. Yeah. Um, but in this men's group, we sort of went around and, and two of the guys in the group, didn't have good relationships with their brothers. And so this was, I mean, this is a really sensitive thing. Jonathan just lost his brother. I'm gonna tell Jonathan how envious I am of the, of the obvious close relationship that he had with his brother. And so these five guys, you know, sitting on we're just chatting and they, they say this. And in the moment, I, I don't really hear how lucky I was, right? I, I hear, I feel pain and loss and, and, you know, anguish and anger and all those things. But, you know, a week later, I pull one of them aside and say, Hey, it, I realized I didn't respond like positively in that moment, but you're right. Like I had an incredible relationship with my brother. You know, I, I don't know people, many people that have really tight relationships with their siblings. My kids are both pretty close, which is pretty cool. Um, but when I see their friends, you know, they're always making, taking pot shots at their brothers and sisters. And it's just I never had that like we were we were close and it was amazing and and so when when he died that the first two weeks i come down alone and I'd, I'd cry and then i'd go i live pretty close to Tilden. so i'd walk through Tilden park and i just get up you know you, everyone understands when you don't show up to work right everyone gets it so i just didn't i didn't come in for like three weeks and i and i just i went out and hiked through tilden and i would go at six in the morning when there's no one there and i would go out into the into the wilderness and just scream, I would rage at the world. Partially because I had no idea what to do with those emotions. Like I I lost my grandma and she was important to me and it was expected, you know, uh, and she was ninety-four, so you know, is reasonable yeah. <laughs> lifetime. My brother was forty-five and totally unexpected, and drowned in the Pacific Ocean. And good swimmer, you know, totally unnecessary. Uh, and you know, what do you, what, what do you, what do you do with that anger? With that, just. You know, you, you've got two kids that are going to go to school the next day. You can't, you know, scream and carry on with them. You got to, you know, so I, I just took myself out, bit out of the equation, found a place that was middle of the night. It was dark, really early in the morning. Just screamed, get out of the system, come back, cry. Next morning, screamed, come back, you know, and I, I, I think what you're doing is important because we don't know you know we don't know what to do with these emotions and we're not we're trying to be tough tough it out you know
1: man up yeah and i wonder if more i mean i and I, and I appreciate you saying that cuz that's one of the things that we we talk to our I mean, about it's like and and for myself and my own men's team are, are you you mentioned meeting with those group of men those four men are you on a men's team Are you on a
0: it's, just, it's um this is four guys <laughs> So, I'm a total nerd. <laughs> uh, I, I, played, I played Dungeons and Dragons since I was a little guy. And I, I had, until my kids were born, I had a DM and I played Dungeons and Dragons. So these, these four guys and my brother and I played together before we were kids, like so years ago. And um, they were, you know, three of the four were out of town when we had his services. They couldn't come to the services. And so, this is our little, we, we got together after the fact and just kind of, you know, remembered and, and Enjoyed some food together, and you know. Um, and one of us, one of the group is has kind of a men's group, uh, he, he, who runs men's groups, and so he kind of was a system and a process for that. And so he kind of led us around the circle, you know, what's up with you today that did that, that around the thing. And so it was way, way more than I thought it was going to be. I i didn't, you know, that's just a bunch of guys having steaks one night, but it wasn't at all. It was this beautiful place where we were just incredible emotions were shared, and and I've known these guys for twenty years we've never we've never done this before like we've never shared these emotions twenty years it's crazy that's awesome that's we're, we're closer now than we've ever been hmm. how, how can you not be you know
1: i mean the, the some of the things that bring us connected bring us together and I think in that men's space for those men who are available you know there there's a lots of other um men's organizations out there and I think one of the things I've since I started doing this work like I think it since 2010 when I first joined the men's team I'm on now I've been on this men's team for 12 years now um, I tell people I've, I've I'm sure I've cried more in the last five years since the documentary came out than I have in the previous 30 plus years right but definitely when I joined this men's team to to have us see a space where to like let yourself feel is not only um, accepted it's respected and it's actually expected <laughs> and it's on a weekly basis when you're ready, it's inspected mm-hmm. because I think that if we make it more normal that we are supposed, we're human, yeah. we're in this body you're in, but we're human and humans have, pleasant and unpleasant emotions and if we've been stuck to believe that I can only show out to the world all the pleasant things and I'm supposed to in my own somehow cave navigate all the unpleasant things it seems unreasonable it it, 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 it is unreasonable a,
0: a bit a bit a, a, a bit a bit <laughs> just a for, bit
1: <laughs> and some people love it I I, I personally I, mm-hmm. I learned it and I did it really well for many many years and when I realized Wait, I don't, that's not even, I wasn't even doing that for me. I was doing that so other people wouldn't feel uncomfortable, right? I wasn't, I wanted to feel, I'm a big feeler. And I realized, I learned to shut it all off. And then I was imploding inside. You know, it was like a, I told young people, they're they're like walking landmines, right? No one knows when they're going to be set off because they don't even know. And, but they're bottling all this stuff in. Taking in more, taking in more. And all of a sudden somebody bumps into them. Somebody steps on their foot. Somebody looks at their partner wrong. Somebody looks at them side-eye that they thought they were looking at side-eye and all of a sudden, boom. Yep. And I tell them, you have to like let that steam out in a safe way because it's waiting. It's in there. It's not like it. you can tell yourself, I don't want to deal with it now. That's fine. I'm going to ignore it. Okay. But you still have noticed it and you still are dealing with it. And So I just, I appreciate you for speaking to that piece of like, Finding nature, finding a place out in nature to just go and just, I, you know, I go to the Albany, Berk, Berkeley, what's it called? Albany shorefront, shoreline. I don't know how you call it. The Berkeley. Bulb. Huh? The Albany bulb. Albany, is that what it's called? The bulb? Yeah, the bulb,
0: Albany bulb. Yeah.
1: Where the water is right there, right? The the There's like a, there's a little fire pit right there. There's like a little hiking trail. Look. Like that is one of my spots to just go and just. Hear the ocean, see the bridge. You see the Golden Gate Bridge right there from that view on a clear day, yep. and just sometimes have to do some work, you know. Yeah. So thank you.
0: Um, of course. I think uh, uh, it's it, so. I'm, I'm there's a lot of there's a ton of research on, and you probably know just in your work, you probably know Brene Brown, and you you, mm-hmm. you there's there's this, this concept of vulnerability that we're we are not taught yeah which, which is funny because it's not that I wasn't taught it or it wasn't modeled for me my, I mean my dad my dad's eight years old and, and he's big strong, tough guy but he would also Sit down and have a conversation with me about philosophy or about you know you know literature, or, and it was always hugs. When I see my mom and dad, it's always hugs. Like we're big huggers. You know, uh, I, more I'm a b- bigger hugger than almost anyone else I know. Like I'll hug anybody. And I just I just love hugging people. But it, you know this that doesn't necessarily mean you're you're sharing. You know, it, I wasn't taught how to identify, and you 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 are modeling for me today in this half an hour naming the things and I'm no good at it. I think I feel something. I don't, I don't know what that feeling is. And you, you know, talking about your, your brother and seeing him, you listed four or five or six things. And I'm, you know, you, are taught as a parent, you're taught how to teach your son and daughter, how to name their feelings so that if they name your feelings, they can understand them and deal with them. I don't remember ever learning how to name my feelings. Like I don't, I know I have have these very intense things went on. I don't know what to do with it all the time. Like it's, uh, that's the, we have these groups, you know, if you got money, you can pay for therapy. If you don't have money, I, you know, I don't know what, to, where do you go with these things? It's kind of, so what's the, what is this men's team you're talking about? What is, What is it? It sounds like it's very organized.
1: Yeah. I've been on it for 10 years. I mean, as an organ, the organization I'm on, so I've done lots of different men's weekends, right? There's these men's weekends. The first I'm on the team I'm on is, a uh, Organization called MDI Mentor Discover Inspire. Um, I've done work with the Mankind Project, with Everyman, with and just recently with Sacred Sons. Um, and so there's, and I'll share these in, I'll share these in the show notes for those out there. Um, since you're here in the Bay Area area, you know I would love to invite you to one of our meetings. You know, um, we meet Tuesday nights, seven to ten p.m. We've been meeting for twelve years, and you know sometimes I come to the circle and I need the circle. And sometimes I get to be there to support men who are in need of the circle. I get, and we, we, every week is different. Right. But every week is, do I need something today? No, I don't really need, I'm good today. Right. And we, we check in, like, it's it's a space to just know that I got a space, at least a release valve every week to go and have other men who have gone through similar things, who've gone through grief, who, when I lost my grandmother, I was, I didn't want to go. I I I, I would. I didn't go for two weeks and a man reached out. My I have a buddy. We have buddy calls. When he said, hey, where have you been? I was like, well, you know, I'm busy with work. <laughs> I'm always busy with work. It's not like a new thing. I'm busy with work. And I'm like, yeah, I just... And sometimes I somehow don't think I have the right to take up space, even though that's what I'm there for. Even though I've been there for 10 plus years, I know what it's there for. I'll even... In, I will override my intuition yep. with some kind of intellect and say, well, they don't, they don't have time for my stuff. And my buddy was like, you better be at the meeting this week or we're coming to your house. Right. Like, <laughs> and like I know he's right. I know they'll do you it. Need right. You need those yeah. yeah. And I was trying to avoid it. I was trying to avoid it. Right. I was trying to like do yeah. it by myself and to just have a space who, with other men who have been through, their own ways of processing grief, right? Their own not processing grief, right? Their own confusion of what am I feeling and how do I deal with this, this pain that I can't even put a bandage on, that I can't, how am I soothing this, right? And I think uh, it's, been, it's been such a, a life-changing experience for me and for the work that we do in Ever Forward. I think when I got clearer about, I started Ever Forward in 2004. I didn't join this team in 2010. I didn't even know there was a thing for men, when I joined a fraternity in college, but that was, they didn't talk about feelings. I don't think that, I was yeah. in. I mean, I was in college six years. I was in the fraternity for five of them. <laughs> I don't think we ever talked about feelings, oh, ever. That's,
0: that's the opposite of, yeah, that's the, the frat is not the feelings
1: place. Yeah, we was we're not feelings. Nobody yeah. talked about feelings. Yeah. Right and I realized, wait a minute. I, I've been looking for this, thinking that, okay, I get this brotherhood that we can, and then it was like, oh, we're just, OK, and we had, you know, I mean, we did community service. We did parties. We did dress it up in paraphernalia. We were a part of something, but it was not a place for emotional right. release, well-being or any of that. So I was like looking for it, but I didn't know what I was, didn't know where to, that it existed. And it wasn't until I started this Ever Forward Club and these young men were coming. I was making a space for them. I was building what I wish I had when I was their age, not even knowing that there was a place for me and at this age, and I remember when you talked about, um, anxiety, I, um, found myself in Kaiser, uh, in the emergency room, um, the ambulance had to come to my classroom to pick me up. Cause I had just, I was, I was taking in all these young men's stuff. They, they were, they were, I was making space for them. I was, and I had no space for myself. For yourself, yeah. I didn't even know that I need. I didn't even know I needed it, and I also didn't know it existed. So even if I did know I needed it, I had nowhere to go take it, and so I was taking it. I was making space for them. They were finding a comfort space to open up and let it. And I was like, "I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you." And I was carrying it. I was carrying all my own stuff, and I was carrying theirs. And I learned the. And when they, when they checked me out, they were like, "Nothing. We can't find anything. They did all these tests, nothing." And I knew. I started knowing something it, I was not dealing with it. And that's when I, I got invited 2010. I got invited to my first meeting and I was like, Oh my goodness. It was, it, it was, it was a wild experience and I realized this is what I've been looking for. Did you, I've been, did you, did you open up right away? You, no, I, I I mean, there were men who were doing it. I, when I saw it happening, I was like, I mean, literally, it was at Roberts Park, uh, up above the, the the baseball field, like in the trees. There's a big fire in the middle, like, and it's it's nighttime, and I'm just like, good thing I know I'm in Oakland because I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I you know I never seen nothing like that before, and just to realize, I mean, it started off with men checking in, like men like. I mean, from the good to the bad to the to the negative to whatever. Like it was like, what people are talking about their real stuff. Like, and, and you know, the, the rules confidentiality. So, especially men to take off their emotional mass and be in that space. And man, I felt it. And I was like, I was, I was. I, it was like I knew in that moment when I literally. That's what I've been looking for, and I've I've been a part ever since, and. Uh, it's been a journey of me growing too, you know? And, and so I just to say that to you, thank you for, you know, whether you knew that you were bringing in channeling that energy from the from nature for going out in the woods and doing those walks and those like, man, I think, I think for so long, men have come together in a space where we can support each other men who knew, but there are men who don't even know that it exists. I was one who didn't know and so anytime um it's not for everybody everyone doesn't want to, to be in a space where they can do that but i know that i needed it at the time at that time in my life you know so yeah man i i i i'll, I'll share all those re- those connections with you if you you know And this ne- in this next season you know of 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 process and, and i really thank you for voicing it thank you for bringing it yeah. um I know I, your son was in middle middle school when we when when we had that first time, right? So now, how how is he? Uh, well,
0: uh, we gotta, I got. I want to be respectful of his privacy as well. Oh,
1: right. well, maybe tell him I said hello. How about this? Tell him I say he's hello.
0: Doing really well. I mean, he's doing really well. His 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 academics are, are great. He's doing a path on the soccer team. He's. I mean, he's doing really well. But he's prepping for. Uh, what I think is probably going to be one of the biggest decisions of his life because he's a musician, okay. and he has an opportunity to go and and just you know he he's raised with a dad like me uh, and and his opportunity is is he's going to have a boot camp in June. Five boys are going to be selected out of eight at the boot camp to be part of a boy band. Now, if If he's successful, like that's a path and that's a path that's different from college and all the things that I, as a parent, would hope for him. Um, It also takes him to L.A. and New York and Europe and places where he can't be underneath a watchful eye and he's going to be and he's got to explore and it's his life. And I get all that. But. Wow, that's, you know, his. His last couple of years, like all of our last couple of years, they were were stuck at home. Like he hasn't had the social development that a teenager needs to like go off and launch into the world. And that scares the crap out of me. I mean, I am just terrified for him. He's a bit clueless because he's a 17 year old, you know, dude, but uh, uh, he'll find his way. I I believe he'll, he's got a right head on his shoulders. He's, you know, not, he's more like my dad than I am. He's not emotional. Like he doesn't share the feelings the way I do. Um, but I'm always saying, "Hey, man, what's going on? How are how you
1: feeling? How, you know, checking in. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Oh man, well, I mean, thank you for sharing that. And I think you know, there's da- lots of dads out there who are probably experiencing the same, right? These like, like as much as we are doing our work to help our youngsters and finding ways for them to. Like, come on, let it out. there's a, a shirt we just designed and I want to share with you Let's see if we can see it. I hope you can see it really well. Uh, when we talk about this idea of how you doing, uh, that's what we know a lot of people say. Yeah, yep.
0: Yeah. I'm fine.
1: But well, look a little closer.
0: If my eyes were better, I could see that. Oh,
1: that's right. Well, we talk, well inside the, the word fine is made up of all these other words. Yeah, I see the that word. Yeah. And I can read words. Oh, no, it's good. And And what we know is that when we say fine, like we have, and so what we've been doing with this, shirt, we, we just got it. We just got the shirt like a week ago. We've been sharing it. And like this idea that people say I'm fine. I'm like, Oh, okay. Which, which part of fine are you? Like, which like, tell me, tell me a little bit more about it. Right. And if you're fine, you're fine. Cause it's not to say yeah that fine doesn't mean fine, but how often time does fine mean so many other things. Right. And I think uh, that's the great space. So congrats on his opportunity to experience a, 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 a part of his talents in his world and congratulations to you for all the hard work you did to get him ready for this moment you know to
0: it's all so. him. that one that one was him <laughs> that, sure. right on, right on. Said, Do your math. he said i want to play guitar okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: well congrats on the opportunity and the journey and then they're all and the, the math and the guitar it's all connected he probably was like oh this is this involves math right here you know <laughs> somebody somebody told me that, that music involves math right well listen you know thank you first of all thank you thank you and i'm sending a heartfelt you know brotherly love to you and for for sharing your story with us and and I and and i think this is opportunity for men and and like i said you're welcome anytime to come to one of our meetings and if you ever feel called any tuesday evening uh i'll get you the info and um thank you for being willing to share your story with us here and for the men who are going to watch this and and recognize they're also navigating all the things they're navigating. Um, thank you for sharing some of the the beautiful trails that they can go check out to in Tilden area. Tilden is a beautiful place. And um, and thank you. And I look forward to meeting you one day at the Berkeley shoreline if if that works out in, in, in time wise.
0: We'll go for a hike, man. Absolutely.
1: All right. Let's do it. Is there anything last any last words you want to say to men out there, to people out there, to the world out there before we close up here? Anything you want to
0: leave? Uh, I, the only thing I would say is that is that uh, surprisingly, vulnerability brings us closer. It doesn't. It doesn't make you a victim. Doesn't make you weak. Vulnerability is a strength. Vulnerability <laughs> is uh, it's a way to become create connection and be vulnerable. Uh, um, get closer to people that you want to be closer to. You really do want to be close to people. You don't want
1: to be a silo. Yeah. Thank you for being vulnerable here today, brother. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being the uncle. I I, I, I feel that and I, and I appreciate you. Folks, thank you for being a part of the Taking Off the Mask podcast. If you want to make your mask, you know, um, Jonathan and I shared our mask publicly, but you can do yours anonymously at 100kmasks.org. You can make a mask and share it. Um, We have reached over 65,000 people who have made masks around the world. And we look forward to you being a part of this journey with us as well. So, Jonathan, to you, thank you for in this conversation sharing your mask. I'm glad to know you more. and I look forward to this to being the beginning of the next chapter of Connection. And I appreciate you. Appreciate you as well. Thank you. taking off the mask podcast is produced by ryan Louie. graphics are by kelly wong and a special thanks to the team at ever forward vanessa cortez and choque alan alvarez we'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we cross the 100th episode milestone and begin the work to the next 100 we hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the taking off the mask family and we look forward to you being a part of it as well If you like what you heard today, please subscribe, write a five star review and share as we look forward to continuing to have conversations that matter. Stay tuned for the relaunch of the Million Mask Movement on 11-11-22. That's November 11th of 2022. There's a math problem in there. You can find out more by visiting everforwardclub.org and following us on social media. Take care. and We'll see you soon.